0: We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. After we finished shooting, the next morning, I got home, my phone rang, and it was him. He said, I heard things went great last night, and that was odd. It's like, you know, I'm waiting for him to ask me how it went. How do you know how it went? So I thought that was odd. It was just odd. I said, "Yeah, it went great." I said, "It went good." And I wish I could have been there." He said, "I know it was great." He said, "So, when you going to send it to me?" And I said, uh I said, "Well, it's going to take, you know, the th- we have a new editing company, so it's going to take some time. So, I don't know exactly how long before I he said, "No, no." He, he said, "Before it's edited, when you going to send it to me?" <laughs> I said, no, I, 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 I don't understand. He said, well, all this I've been doing for you, I thought that you would honor me by allowing me the opportunity to, you know, see it and take out what needs to be taken out. Wow. And so this was Saturday morning, the seminar we did was Saturday afternoon, that Saturday afternoon. Well, basically, let me tell you how that phone call ended. I, y'all, y'all can just guess how that worked. I said, no. I said, you, I said, you know me from the first one, right? Like the first truth behind hip-hop, that's how you know me. Right? You enjoyed it, right? I said, yeah. So said, you thought it was great. He said, well, yeah, it was great. I said, well, then, well, I need you to look at the second one let's just do the same thing we did with the first one and he hung up so i went to the church afterwards because we had a seminar or something we were doing yeah it was part two of part one Played jay-z backwards all of that i remember standing up there at full god i remember whatever whatever and um one of the preachers was on the front row at the time and while i was preaching you know i was just preaching or whatever and then after it was over you know, everybody was talking to me, man, that was whatever, whatever. And he came up to me. He said, dude, he said, something happened. He said, and it was spiritual. He said, so, and I said, what? He said, man, I saw blood coming out of your ear. He said, you did like this, and blood flew off your hand. Hadn't, he had no idea the conversation I had had before that. This, it had to be 100% God. And he said, I I saw it. This is what he said. He said, I saw it come out your ear. He said, uh, someone is misdirecting you. He said, "It's somebody in your life that is trying to get you to go a direction that's not God's direction. And like I said, my whole time doing it, this is all I had. Like, folks had to speak prophetically. God had to send folks because I just didn't have that person. And I understand why now. But at the time, I just, you know, and you know I, how I am. I don't believe everything somebody tell me. You better, you, you better be, it better be God. And I'm going I'm to know. And, uh, and so after he told me that, I was like, wow. And so I prayed my prayer. I said, God, whoever it is, I need you to get them out, get them out of my life. A few weeks passed. Didn't hear from this dude again. But he had already booked me to come to his church to speak. Remember that? So I went back out there to speak at his church, and he didn't even come. Man, that hurt me. When I got there, I was like, where is he? And he wasn't there. And, man, I just, I mean, it broke my heart because I was like, this dude really tried to get me. The point of it all was I had the wrong person talking to me. And, you know, it was a lot more to it. A lot of things he did that would raise questions in my mind. But for the most part, he was trying to lead me down a path that wasn't what God intended. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, I know that was a long story, but, but it's the truth. Look at somebody say, it's the truth. Amen. All right. And, you know, it's funny how, because I didn't have all of that or whatever, I still wasn't a rogue guy. I didn't go rogue. Most, most guys, if they don't have pastors or men to speak certain things to them on a consistent basis or whatever, y'all see them nowadays. They go rogue and just start doing stuff. But I stuck to what God told me because these principles were my guide. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So all of these principles, this was my, you don't stray from the principles no matter what. Amen. Amen? No matter what. So I was on course based on these principles. And God told me not to do my own engagements to only speak at churches. And I was like, well, Lord, if I'm not a part of a network, if I'm not a part of a denomination, how, how am I going to speak at churches? Some of this stuff is going straight up against them. The Guys, said, don't worry about that. You just speak in churches. And, man, I spoke in churches where pastors didn't want to come. They didn't even want to do the. I'd be doing altar call. They didn't want to be in there. They were against the message but couldn't stop it from coming in their church. I mean, it was... And I'm talking all over the world. Never had a statement of faith. Listen, y'all, I'm going in churches preaching and never, they don't even know what I believe. I never had a statement of faith, never have posted one. But they couldn't stop it because God wanted it to happen. Once we mature, it's our responsibility to do what is right so that our lives will have the what. Y'all, it's this simple. If you do us right, your life's going to have the right outcome. If you ignore things, don't deal with things, don't fix things, don't make it a priority to do things right, your life is not going to turn out right. Does that make sense? That's why we're in here trying to do, look, somebody say, I'm trying to do things right. Why would you be in this church and not try to do things right? Anytime they would offer me anything, when they were offering me these deals or whatever, the first thing would pop in my mind was what would God think about this? Is this going to mess up what God showed me? Proverbs 1 and 5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man with understanding shall attain to what? Isn't that something how the man has to have understanding to want to understand? Like, you don't want to understand if you don't have understanding. So, I want to understand. Anybody want to understand? (laughs) I want to understand. When something bad is happening, I want to understand. Amen. But God calls us to live according to his way. He gives us pastors, shepherds, to guide us into his way for us. Amen? Amen? This is what he does. Now, every now and then... There's going to be an anomaly, which is what I was, where the pastors didn't know what to do with me. They did not know what to do with me because what I had to do, they hadn't experienced. Right? I ain't mad at none of them. They just didn't get it. I loved all of the men that was, you know, in my life at that time over me. Even this guy I'm talking about now, I got healed from that. Remember I told y'all the testimony of me seeing him on the plane and I was delivered from it. Remember that? that that's the same guy so i know i don't have no bitterness in that he didn't know what to do with me and i was about to block what he thought he needed to do with another preacher i was in his way so i understand that i don't like him but i under well i don't like that type of guy like because for me what god wants is more important than anything that's me so i don't like the type of guy that you know, somebody could just bend you and break you and make you do stuff. Another man? You know. And I had my questions about him anyway. He took me in his hotel room one time I didn't like the way he was looking at me. So I asked some questions then. Why am I in your hotel room to get this book you got for me? You couldn't bring this downstairs? And I was standing in the, door, the doorway. He just kept, come on, no, no, come, you can come in. I was like... Bro, you better toss that book at me. I ain't coming in here. Why do I need to come in this room? It's dingy and damp in here. I'm uncomfortable, man. All the lights off. Man, you better get, you better toss that book, bro. Mail it to me. And they all like that. All of them, because that's how they control that mafia. They control that mafia just like Hollywood controls actors, just like the music industry control artists. It's all controlled by homosexuality. So you better get on with that book. It ain't that important, brother. If if, if Paul, if it ain't his handwriting, Paul's handwriting, then you just toss that. I might take a step forward for that. Lean a lean in. We were sitting in his office one time, me and my wife the first time I was going to preach there at his church, he's a popular dude, too. Everybody liked him. He sat me down. Okay, G. Craig, your gay jokes are not going to work here. I just want you to know. And I said, what? The gay jokes. I have a church full of homosexuals. He said, I came under this preacher and that preacher and this one did that and that and so I just told the Lord to send me the homosexuals so that I could help and minister to him. And so I'm sitting at the table like, is this dude for real Samantha? You remember that? She's right there. I was like, is he really telling me don't, don't, don't talk about the gay? Man, I grabbed that microphone that night. I mean, how y'all doing? Homosexuals. <laughs> Going to hell. <laughs> oh, love them. Boy, I turned into Joe Clark. You disappoint me, brother. You brought me here and you knew what I was going to do. You knew what I was going to do. It was lean on me. He going to bring me and then try to tell me. God calls us to live according to his way. He gives us pastors and shepherds. Jeremiah 3 and 5, 15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. This is the Bible, right? He's going to give you pastors. Now, at this time, God was doing something different with me because the pastors didn't understand what I was doing. And so I had to take from this pastor, take from this guy, take from this guy. And I had to just kind of get before the Lord because and they would tell me like, brother, I've never I've never advised anybody that's got to do what you have to do. So they knew this is a little bit different. You know, so I would take man principles, you know, principles in being a man. And a lot of them helped me with that. But as far as understanding what God was getting ready to do with EX Ministries, and none, of them could, none of them could explain it. So, you know, I, I just had to trust that one day God was going to do it or however he was going to do it or whatever. But God gives us all. And, and what he does is when he takes somebody and does that kind of thing with him like he did with me, it was in preparation for this. So now y'all can have the pastor who can teach y'all his way. You, you understand what I'm saying? And when I said I never went rogue, I stayed within the confines of what God told me to do. I stayed in churches. I never drew people out of churches to come hear me. Never did that. God told me not to do that. I wrote that down. Wrote stuff down to make sure I stayed with it. Uh, and so I never did it. They would offer me. But some people would, you know, man, you ought to go set up. I mean, all the preachers that would talk to me. Doc. It's a crusade, Doc. It's a crusade, Doc. These dudes packing these stadiums out. You need to go have, go into town, pack the stadium out, whatever, whatever. I said, no, I can't do that. Why? Because God told me not to. Oh, man. You one of them. Many times when we lack the upbringing of a strong father, and this is why the devil, one of the other reasons the devil loves to take the father out of the home, because when you lack the upbringing of a strong father, you become vulnerable to men, that desire their place. I felt like a lot of times, even when this guy was the only person to almost make me want him to be like a father, almost, y'all heard me say almost. It never got there. He, oh, he had me thinking about it. Like, well, maybe if God is sending me somebody, nah, nah, that's how long it lasted. Nah. <laughs> not because the word don't say that. So I'm sticking with the word, and I had a father. You see what I'm saying? So he couldn't take, and I believe because my father was in my life and I saw my dad do ministry and stuff, that gave me what I needed to just, just turn this junk down. He's like, nah, dad, you ain't, you, no, I'm not letting you in that close. Plucked you, suspect. Many times when we lack the upbringing of a strong father, we are vulnerable to men that desire their place. Proverbs 4 and 23 says something, 23 says something very important. It says, keep thy heart with what? All diligence. Now, when it's talking about your heart, it's talking about the issues of your heart. Because out of it are the issues of what? Your life. So the stuff that happened to you will dictate what's in your heart. And if you don't guard it, people can come along and take advantage of it. When it comes to church, this is where, especially African Americans, but all people. Well, no, it ain't African evangelicals or worse. Just very gullible. Gullible. And it's not an insult. Gullible because you have to have a level of openness to receive the things of God. Right? So a preacher, the Bible calls him a wolf, comes along and sees you're not protected by a shepherd. You're a sheep that strayed from the flock. You're vulnerable. That's when the wolf, the wolf don't run into the pack if the shepherd's there. If the shepherd's there, the wolf don't come. The sheep has to stray from the fold. Wolf sees him, gets him because he's vulnerable, right? That's why the devil is trying to pull everybody away from pastors. God puts you in a fold and puts a shepherd over you to watch for your soul. Yeah, but you got to keep your heart because that's why stuff, like I said in the temptations video, stuff happens to you when you're young to mess your heart up. Because if it messes your heart up or if there's an issue in your heart, a preacher, a pastor, somebody that's corrupt can come along and take advantage of it. All right? Now, I, I had some issues at this age. I really did. Had some things from my childhood, different things I was dealing with. But I didn't have no issues when it came to fatherlessness or a man coming and taking advantage of me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So <laughs> you, you start playing them chords, that song ain't going to make it. So I was able to be like, nah, bro, nah, you ain't my daddy. I remember saying it then in my mind when he, whenever he would say that, out of respect, I didn't say anything, but I in my mind I'm thinking, you ain't my daddy. You know, because the Bible told me, told me not to call you that. So certain things in me, God put in me, certain things I prepared for. Man, when I was 20, when I was 19, 20 years old, I was sound in the word. Like I had biblical knowledge, folks 10, 15 years older than me didn't have. Remember that mother she said, I I I knew the word. I would read the word. I knew the word. It was like, you know, we, we'd have fun. Me and my uh, cousins, whatever, we had a group singing. We'd do fun stuff, but at some point in that day, some point every other day or something i gotta sit down with the word because i loved it and i want to live by it so by the time this stuff hit man i had so i had some walls up couldn't nobody turn down it's like no i ain't doing that because i prepared for what god had for me amen i wasn't no video game head and just spent all my time doing you know but doing that stuff, I was trying to prepare because I knew God had a call on my life, and that started at a young age, but it was what I wanted like I wanted god's kingdom so keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues so you got to keep your heart that was my way of keeping my heart I knew I'd been through molestation. I knew I had been through some severe stuff when I was young or whatever. So to keep my heart and to keep those things from guiding me, I had to just put walls up. My walls was the word. The word was going to keep me from falling. When God gives us our plan, we must do what? Look at somebody say, stick to it. Stick. This is the worst. This is what's happening to men that's growing up with our fathers. They don't know how to stick to stuff. When you grow up without your father, you better find somebody to teach you how to stick to something. You learn that from a man. Not a woman. A woman's emotional. She might be sticky this week. She gonna be (laughs) slick the next week. eh? (laughs) She ain't gonna stick to sticky. But a man is supposed to be just... Rock solid. No, he's not going to. No, no, he won't. No, no, no. Landon can probably write down and tell you. You can ask him a hundred questions about me, and he could pretty much answer all of them. Nope, he won't do that. Yeah, he, he might do that. No, he ain't going to do that because it ain't been changing over the years. It's been the same. I tried to do that. Like, that don't come. You don't, you don't just be that. You got to try to be like that. Yeah, when it's time to leave a job or when you about to get, you got to think like, man, is this going to look slick? Do I need to stick to this? Might be less money, but I need to stick to this. When God gives us our plan, we must stick to it. God's plan cannot be edited by man. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is what? He, so there has to be. Look, somebody say, You have to have a vision. If you're going to be a good father, you have to first see yourself as a good father. That's vision. If you're going to be a good mother, you have to see yourself a good mother. Amen. Men are present to help us execute our plan. But we must be sure that they do not have hidden agendas that cause them to give us the wrong advice. So a man can have a hidden agenda. Sometimes they don't even know it's an agenda. They think it's the way things are. The whole Catholic church was created as a hierarchy so that men would be subject to men and keep men's dirt So that they could use it to either elevate or take men down. That's the whole reason it was formed. It was a system of control. Control God's men with sin. Because you know they want to be something. You know they want to blow up and be large and be the next cardinal, be the next priest, be the next this or that. So, they'll keep your secrets as long as you promise them elevation. Ephesians 4 and 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of man, the craft and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to do what? Deceive. So there are men in the church, pastor in churches, that don't care about the church. They care about themselves. Moving up. Getting the cross and the collar. Getting the position. They care about that more. So they'll keep bad information that they shouldn't. They'll follow somebody that's a snake as long as he can lead them to their elevated state. I just wasn't one of those dudes, man. I just wasn't one of them dudes. If I saw it on you and saw you was lying to God's people to get money, and, fa- and that's just not me. You know a man's motives by how he carries himself. Period. Look somebody and say, period. You know a man's motives by how he carries himself. And you know you know that. And that's how you judge people. If the insurance man came to your house to sell you some insurance and walked in, <laughs> what up, cuz? <'cause? laughs> man, I got this insurance. Doc- matter of fact, hold on. <laughs> but how uh, he carries himself. If he don't walk in, right, you ain't buying that from him. If he's prideful, seeking accolades, always talking about himself, what he gonna do. But if a person is prideful, seeking accolades, elevation, or selfishly ambitious, always trying to get ahead, always trying to get something, always talking about what they're going to get before they got it, chances are his advice and motives are corrupt. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. If you're always talking about what you got, then I know you're looking at my stuff. I don't need you flexing around me. Second Peter 2 and 3. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words, Make what? They're going to make what? Merchandise of you. That means you ain't nothing but tithes to them. With feign words, you're going to be tithes to them. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumber not. Oh, God is going to get them. He's going to get them. Because all you are is money to them. Look at somebody say, examine your motives. I check my motives. I really do. When I say yes to something, I want to make sure my yes is a strong Jesus yes. I ain't check my motives. There's nothing wrong with marking the steps of a good man, but these steps must be from God and not for carnal lust. You don't mark steps of somebody because they're rich. Oh, Doc, I want to be like you, Doc. Oh, yeah. Let let me put my feet where yours are, Doc. You better get your raggedy self out of here. (laughs) Hey, when people do me like that, oh, doc, oh, wow, man, see, well, you did. No, you don't mark the steps of the man to get what they have. You mark his steps if his steps are uh, are of God. (laughs) He may not have anything but sound wisdom. And if that's what you need, that's all you should be worried about. Man, I'm telling you, God's been dealing with me heavily about this ranking folks with, about their money, man. I mean, we just have to stop looking at folks based on their money. And there are folks that try to make their money their identity, and they don't have no character. Just because you got money don't mean you got character. Just because you got money don't mean God going to use you. It just Man, God is just not pleased with this. First Timothy 6 and 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and what? Meekness. Meekness. Man, get your power under control. Don't even use it. I could have walked around telling folks, y'all know I'm the oracles of the Lord. I'm the one God is using. I'm the one he's speaking through. You better call me if you want to know what God is saying. I didn't care. I ain't never been like that. Man, I'm scared to get up that arrogant. Man, God could just take everything. Man, I ain't playing with the Lord like that. No way. Amen. Y'all still with me? When it comes to keeping good company, we must be able to discern when a person is speaking through God or speaking through their own what? How do you know they're speaking through their own ambitions? Because they're talking ambitiously. Oh, yeah, we're about to open a new hospital for the Lord. Yes, a hospital, this building in the back. is We're about to open a hospital and we're going to service the saints or whatever. Well, you only need three beds because you ain't got but eight members. <laughs> Won't you just rent a room at the regular hospital? Why are you talking ambitious? Your membership, you're losing members talking about what you're getting ready to do. I don't understand. Why do you have big dreams with God's people? 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins what? If You're around bad company. You're going to act just like this. You're around folks talking about you need a jet to do ministry. You're going to want one. I was by to sitting with this famous pastor. Oh, this Negro was known all over the world. And I liked him. And I had my video. And this was going to be the first preacher I ever gave a video to. I had never given a preacher one of my videos. And to this day, I've never given him one. one. Here you need to, I've never done that. This was going to be my only time I was going to break the rule and hand him one. Had my hand on it in my pocket, getting ready to pull it out. Then he started talking about his jet. And how God has blessed him to, with this jet and wherever he flies. There are people, you know, the president of Umbaku and the president of Rembasha. And he, he called me one time and he said, man, just just jump in your jet. Since you have a jet, just jump in the jet and come visit me. You, you can park it in my backyard and just, you know, because I have thousands of acres and you can just land it over here in the, by the juniper tree. And you can just, he just going on and on. And I'm sitting there like, I cannot believe this guy's like this. I wish I had never met him. My heart was broken. I told my wife that I I wish I had never been in that room with this guy because now I think nothing of him. I pushed that DVD in my pocket and I sat there like, when is my ride going to get here? I'm sick of this. I don't, man, please. Why are you talking about what you got? All these young ministers around you soaking it up. And turning into you. Now they're about to stress and strain their churches. When they get back home. To try to produce what you said God gave you. Can I keep going? I know I'm preaching in here today. Just because a person has done good for us. And to us. Does not mean that we must keep them in our lives. Can I say that again? People will make you feel guilty. This preacher tried to make me feel guilty. Brother, I gave you this. I brought you here. Man, I've got your name everywhere. Dude, you got a multi-million dollar book deal. Just, I mean, you. I'm giving you all of this stuff, man. And you can't just send me the video. No. But who's going to do for you what I did? Before you did it, nobody had done it. How about we just go back to that? I mean, that's the way I'm always thinking. Let's just go back to that. Because you're not going to do for me and make me feel. Sometimes. Man. Oh, I know so many preachers that are following corrupt leaders in their organizations. But they can't break from them because they feel they owe them something. When these preachers come around. They sprinkle that junk all over, make them feel you owe me. Especially if I got your dirt and I got your sheets and I know when you fail, but I kept it. Can I preach in here? But this, this is what it is. They can't even tell him. No, I can't get this guy out of my life. He's going to be in my life till Jesus come because I owe him. Because he did something for me. Especially when the man is fatherless. Then now, now he's got his roots down in him. And I knew at this, at this time in my life not to let this guy get that close. Because one day this is going to come up. And lo and behold, it came up quick. Because God wanted me to handle it. And I knew exactly what to do. Bye. Did it hurt me? Yes. My wife would tell you, I cried, that broke my heart. But for the kingdom and the truth and the state of course that God had me on, I just have to let him do what he said. A broken and contrite heart is what he wants so he can fix it for me. Amen. I have to trust that. But I ain't going to compromise over somebody doing stuff for me just because a person has done good for us and to us, does not mean that we must keep them in our lives. When the time comes, we must get them out of our what? Ear. Psalms 26 and 41. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with what? David said I'm not even sitting with these types of people. If your mission is you, I can't go in with you. Summary. One of the most important decisions we will ever make in this life is accepting God's call as a father, husband, wife, mother, or it's called a ministry. These are not things to take lightly, but they are of the utmost importance when it comes to leading people. When you're in these positions, you've become a leader. When we decide to put ourselves in position to lead others, we must be ready and willing to seek out the right counsel. Oh, my goodness. That's what most of you did in here. You felt like ABC it's going to give me the foundational things I need to grow my family. Obviously, y'all keep having kids. <laughs> yeah. You, you just believe, hey, I'm going to go somewhere where we can build a foundation for the family because I'm going to take being a father, husband, wife, and a mother. I'm going to take it seriously. Like, a lot of us, it wasn't taken seriously for you.
1: You was just here. And so they had to, oh,
0: Lord. Another one. Let's go on and plan. (laughs) Right. But you're doing it differently. You're planning now to have better success. Amen. When we decide to put ourselves in position to lead others, we must be ready and willing to seek right right counsel. God will give us the call, but it's up to us to put ourselves in the right place to learn exactly how to carry out these tasks. We must always check, oh gosh, the motives of leadership and make sure there is no selfish ambition guiding their actions. It can't be selfish. Look, somebody said it can't be selfish. They will build a church and expect you to pay for it. The church they dreamed about, but the membership can't sustain it. Did you dream about more people? They got acres and acres of land and their church is dying. He want to build, oh, we're going to have the first Chick-fil-A in the foyer. Oh, no, it's Popeye's now. We're going to have the first Popeye's. (laughs) Let's just open a chicken sandwich shop. Sell both of them. Yeah, they got these big dreams, man. And you expect You just expect the people to do it. Y'all, I'll never do y'all like that. These elders know we don't. Do we even talk like that? We don't have those discussions. I would never do y'all like that. Man, I'm not going to build it up and then, all right, y'all, this is the vision God has given us. Us? (laughs) No, that's not fair. The leaders we select cannot be lifted up in pride, following the wrong organizations, or seeking prominence and what? Elevation. The only time a man wants elevation, y'all already know, is when he's demoted in his house. When he's demoted in his house, he's and he's weak in his home, he wants the people of God to lift him up. Yeah, go home, no authority. Can't put his foot down. Foot just in the air. You better not put your foot. Don't you put that foot down. He in the house. So yeah. oh, stupid. Wife just. God, get that. Don't you put your foot down. Not on my floor. So when he come to church. Oh, don't y'all love the pastor? Look at your neighbor and say, I love this pastor. Call me daddy now. Call me daddy. Hey daughter. Hey daddy. Yeah, that's what that is. That's all that is. I'm, I, London, Jonathan, they, 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 they call me daddy at home. So I don't need none of y'all to call me that. I'm their daddy. Well, not her, but Emma. Oh, she said yes, you are. Whatever you want to be called, you just, boy, y'all better. (laughs) (laughs) I like her. (laughs) But that's what it is, man. I ain't got to go nowhere looking for what, what? lording over the men in here and making them all feel inferior and weak wouldn't be no men in here that's why we got so many men in here because every one of these men i believe is, is is the the head of their house and i treat them don't i treat y'all like the head of your house yeah that's why i don't let no woman up here hollering and screaming at y'all because y'all men that's out of order if i'm a preacher against your wife arguing and yelling at you all the time you think I'm going to let a woman up here have a mic yelling at you, telling you what you need to do, men? But men that do this will guide you the same way they were guided. Listen, y'all. The leaders we select cannot be lifted up in pride, following the wrong organization, seeking prominence and elevation. Because all they got to tell you is what they did. If they tell you they shouldn't have done it that way, they incriminate their whole process. Ooh, I just preached. They can know that they wish that they hadn't done it that way. But they can't tell you that because they incriminate their position that they have. In other words, you shouldn't be where you are right now. Well, I'm not saying that. So God used your banana back to get you where you are? No, 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 bro. So either you're supposed to be here or you're not. You see what I'm saying? Which one is it? So they can't tell you that they wish they hadn't done it. Or they wouldn't be where they are. They would essentially have to tell you, I shouldn't be here. So they have to make it right in their own eyes. And yours. Oh, I know I'm preaching. Especially the ones that have done it over 20, 30 years. I've had them tell me, man, I've been doing this for 30, like this for 30 years. I said, well, you've been wrong for 30 years. No way, man. You're not going to come tell me that. All these people pretty much worship me. But men that do this will guide you the same way they were guided and embed these same attributes in you. They're going to turn you into them. That's all they have to impart to you. They will change your desire to lead and serve into a desire to be served and lifted up. They tried to do this with me. Basically told me, you trying to lead and serve when you should be getting served and lifted up. Do you know where this message could take you, how people view you, how they see you? The craziest thing was when I would go speak, no matter how many people, it could be five, 10,000 people in the audience or whatever, and I'm in the back, and I, the, the, the event's supposed to start at 7, so I'm looking for them like, we're starting at 7, right? Well, no, we, no, you said 7, let's start at 7 and not take me in there. Take you in there. It hasn't started yet. I want to be in there when it starts. What? Some churches, I had to go in by myself. The pastor wouldn't even come out that early because he wanted a grand entrance. Ain't this about God? I preach on the floor to this day. Ain't I on the floor? I, I man, you better take that part of me and put it on the floor. I had folks argue with me, brother. No, no, not. see, you, you know we ain't gonna let you demote the call like that. <laughs> what call? Did you call me? <laughs> Remember, you will always know them by their fruit. Look at somebody and say, you will always know by their fruit. That's it. This is a wrap. The fruit. Their homes, their children. Their leaders and guides, their decisions will always testify of what? Their motives. You'll know exactly what they're trying to get. Man, please. The Bible, look, somebody said the Bible don't lie. They said by their fruit you will know. Not by how loud they can speak in tongues and hick a Not how they can dance the floor and fly in the air with the greatest of ease. No. No, after all of the dust settles, let's take a look at some fruit. Surely, we should be loyal to those that we place ourselves under. That makes sense, doesn't it? That, makes, that goes without saying. Additionally, we should make allowances for their mistakes, errors, and shortcomings as human beings. Right? Now, anybody in here not human? Okay, so they're going to have shortcomings. They're going to have errors. They're going to say the wrong thing. They shouldn't. I mean, people just going to make mistakes. Right? And shortcomings. Sometimes it ain't a mistake. You tried to do it. You just shouldn't have. It's just going to happen. But their foundational motive must be what? Pure. You can make mistakes, but your foundational motive has to be pure. I mean, if I made a mistake, I didn't mean to do that, and I'm definitely not going to stay in that. There can be no instances of pride or the desire to be lifted up in them. These characteristics sabotage the plan of God. In these last days, many will come saying they are with Christ or servants of God, but their motives are corrupted by systems of what? Men. You must flee these voices and get them out of your ear. Or you will fall short of God's plan for you. Proverbs says it like this. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye. A prideful man. Neither desire thou his dainty meats. His tasty meat or dinner. Him, you know, desiring to dine with him. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You hear what I just said? As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's going to show you what he's thinking in his heart. Because that's the way he's going to be. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not what? Come eat and drink with me, man. But his heart is about himself. He's not with you. The morsel which thou hast eaten, shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Remove not the old landmark. This is representing the way it should be done. And enter not into the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause with thee. 23 and 12 says, Apply thine heart unto what? Instruction and thy ears. Point at your ears. Your ears. Your ears. ears. To words of knowledge. Everyone stand. Simple tonight, whenever you get before the Lord in the morning, whatever it is, the get them out of my ear prayer. Get them out of my ears. Get them out of my family's ears, my wife, my children, whatever it is, get them out of my ears. The blood's got to stop. You can't have it in your ear. It's very important that you keep the right voices in your ear. Amen?